0: Welcome to the Sailing to Success Podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast show. Um, I'm Lindsay Phillips, and I'm your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. And for those of you that don't know me, um, I created this podcast to really help motivate and inspire Other entrepreneurs to achieve more. I love sharing practical tips and business building strategies. And so that you guys and me can be more productive, boost our profits, of course, and grow our business. That's what it's all about. So today I am talking with um, Stephanie Callahan. I'm super excited about that. And we're going to talk about how sometimes we stand in the way of our own success. And yes, it happens. So yeah, super excited to have Stephanie here. She is the business vision catalyst. And she's known for the fast transformations that she facilitates with her clients through working at the intersection of heart and head. So she works with really busy, purpose-driven entrepreneurs to own their brilliance, leverage their business, and get their message out with power, ease, and joy so that they can make a powerfully positive difference in the world, exponentially up-level their profits, shift their mindset towards possibility, which we will be covering today, and take a no-excuses approach to boldly create a highly successful and meaningful business built around who they are. And you know what? With her unique combination of right-brained and left brain thinking, intuitive insight, passion, and results-based coaching, um, and record time, her clients dance with joy as their visions become reality in their business. So thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining me.
2: Oh, Lindsay! I was so excited when you asked me to come on. So thank you for inviting me. You bet. So I, would, I was kind of, you know,
1: reading uh, your story, if you will, and I always love hearing kind of how people get from a to b um, And I know you've been in corporate America, um, and you know how you had some bumps in the road and with your health and such. Um, so how did you kind of transition from corporate America to creating this awesome lifestyle that you have today?
2: Well, it certainly wasn't a smooth, flowing story, that's yeah. for sure. Um, you know, I, I graduated college with a couple degrees, and I went and immediately started working for a cor- corporate consulting firm and, and very quickly uh, moved my way up the ladder in that nice. firm to a point where... Um, I led a team of about 300 people Wow! and, uh, yeah, it was a big team and, uh, was responsible for one of the firm's most important accounts and made, you know, ridiculously good income, great benefits, you know, on the surface, it all sounded just like the perfect, awesome. Right, you know, yeah. responsibility and prestige and money and travel and all those things that people, you know, start a business to get right. Um, except for the fact that um, the the company went from a privately held LLC to a publicly traded company, and when that happened, the corporate culture took a really big shift. And I went from a company that I really believed in that was focused on people, both their own people, employees, as well as their clients, you know, the people that were their clients to a company that had, um, a vision and a corporate culture that just didn't match who I was. Yeah, um, we went from to, a very to
1: work in an environment that you're not, you're not feeling the love. Like you just, you're not happy. Yeah.
2: You know, I, I honestly, I honestly thought that I was going to retire from that place. Um, yeah, yeah. it really matched it really matched my values and and who I was and what I believed in. And it turned into a place that was toxic and very political. And I stink at politics and it's not something I wanted to get good at. (laughs) um, Subterfuge and, and all that stuff is just not what I'm about. And it wasn't something that I was interested at all in getting good at. And I started getting physically ill at work. Oh. From the the stress that was happening. It's amazing. Um, because
1: stress can really affect your health, eh?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and then couple that. um About a year or so before the the firm went public, I had had my first child, and so I was this really stressed out person, which meant I wasn't being a very good parent mm-hmm. either, at least from my mm-hmm. definition of what I wanted to be a good parent. And and I I kind of realized. It, uh, some point I call it the blinding flash of the obvious that if I stayed in that world of work where on the outside it all looked so glamorous yeah. and, and so wonderful but on the inside was really tearing me apart yeah that I really at that point the only reason I was there was because of the income right and and I knew that my son would be learning from watching me and what became really clear was that I was teaching him to sell myself because I was really only there for the money. And yeah. that was not a lesson that I wanted him to learn, no. it, it, not from me, you know? Um, and, and that kind of blinding flash, the obvious led to me having some conversations with my husband. And we took some very big leaps of faith very quickly because four months after that conversation, I had quit my job. My husband had quit his job. We had moved two and a half hours south and, uh, I started my business with toddler in tow. That's a massive change. (laughs) It was huge. It was a very big change. It was a very, very big change. Um, it was the right change for us. Yeah. Um, was not necessarily something that I would recommend people doing because you didn't have, um, you know, I'm a business coach, right? I mean, I work with people to build their business. Um, this is not how I would recommend people their thing. Um, we, we didn't, uh, I didn't have a good financial plan in place. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of things in place. Um, we just left, you know, we just took the leap and it was, it was definitely a leap of faith. The the funny thing is I do it again yeah um it it so they for you where college. you are today right yeah yeah um now you mentioned my 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 health uh you know you alluded to my my health situation kind of the, the story of from corporate to where I am today is, is I had created a business so when I left corporate um but I hadn't let go of being a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I was in corporate, uh, I felt guilty if I was not at work and the sun was out. So I was there before the sun came up and I left after the sun went down when yeah. I, I worked a tremendous number of hours and I hadn't let that go. Um, it is so hard to
1: already... let that go. That, that it, it's like, it's ingrained in you.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, it workaholism, any, any kind of a you know, is, is something that doesn't just change overnight. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really recognize that part of me until it was too late. Um, So I had built a business. Um, It was extremely successful financially. So we have this, you know, theme right <laughs> success financially um not taking care of stephanie so i i i created a business that was successful i won lots and lots of different um entrepreneur and leadership awards within my community and surrounding areas you know again on the surface it all looks good except that in 2009 i was told i wouldn't see 2010 Ooh. because i was myself in the ground uh and and it the only thing responsible for my experience is me and that I'm, you know, I take full accountability for it because what actually occurred in my situation is that um, my adrenal system stopped functioning Hmm. and your adrenal system is that fight or flight. It's only supposed to be kicking in when you're in a stressful situation to help you get through that stressful situation. And then you're supposed to be able to back down, you know, it's that, you know, versus 24-7. Cape Man days, it was, <laughs> yeah, it's those caveman days where they were running from the bear, you know, to give them that extra oomph to get away from the bear. And in my case, I was running it in overdrive. And so I compare that to being in your vehicle, having the gas pedal all the way down, you know, your speedometer as high as it can possibly go, and your emergency brake is on. You know, you burn yeah. out your engine really fast. And ultimately, that's what happened to me. Um, there are a tremendous number of people, women especially, that are in some form of adrenal fatigue today. Yeah, um, statistics, would, uh, statistics would show that over 50% of women especially, although men have this as well, but women especially are in some form of adrenal fatigue. In my situation, my adrenals just stopped. Yeah, and and your adrenals create the baseline chemicals that the rest of your body needs to make hormones. So when my adrenal stopped working, then my thyroid stopped working, my ovaries stopped working, etc. So I started shutting down from the inside out, um, and I got to the point where um, I was told that I wouldn't see uh, the next year, and that's that's really scary. You know, you can't get much more eye-opening than that, especially uh, yeah. when you're the one positive. Um, so, I, so I had to face the fact that it was my choices that put me in that situation. Because I was that person, you know, I, I look at some of these Instagram and Facebook memes now very differently. You know, the, the memes that say things like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. That has a really real meaning to me today. Oh, I bet. You know? And and I used, to, I used to totally buy into that. Yeah, I'm going to go and go and go, yeah. and go 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 and I'm not going to, you know, waste time to sleep or take care of myself. You know, that's, I'll do that later. Um, and I was almost forced into later a lot sooner mm-hmm. than I wanted. And so it, it is extremely interesting how my perspective has changed um, from that life experience. Um, it took me about two years. To get myself into a position where I could function well again. And when I say function well, when I say I was shutting down, um, things like my husband would come home at 6.30 at night and cook dinner, and I didn't have enough energy to go to the dinner table to eat. My son, who at the time was in second grade, would cut up my food like a toddler and help me eat. Wow. Um, Things like I got... Yeah, you know, I got A's in all of my math classes, including you know advanced math classes for my business degrees in college. And my brain stopped being able to function in math, and I couldn't help my son yeah. when he was in second grade do his math. Right? So I, I really just shut down, and I was existing instead of living. So I had, to, I was forced into find another way or have a yeah. consequence that you just don't want. So my situation was pretty extreme. The thing that I found though is that there's a lot of people heading in that direction and don't even know it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as a result, I ultimately, um, I relearned how to do a number of different things. Um, I I worked with a health coach to help me figure out how to get myself healthy again, mm. um, which, included, which included relearning a number of things. I learned that I had food allergies I didn't know I had. I have 33 food allergies. Can you believe oh that? 33. Um, which means that a lot of foods that I learned how to eat growing up or learned how to cook growing up i could no longer eat um you know the the foods that they tell you to eat to lose weight like turkey and lettuce and green peppers and cucumbers those are all foods i don't eat because i can't so i so i had to relearn how to cook but i also had to relearn how to sleep i had to relearn how to relax yes. i had to relearn how to have fun because when you're a workaholic all those standard things take a back seat.
1: It totally does. And, I remember, and, I was, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I remember, Um. It, and you, you know, sometimes you don't even realize it's happening, I went to yoga for the first time in the spring, and I remember laying there, and, and I was like, come on, let's get to the next move, and, and it dawned on me that I could, my body wouldn't relax, and it didn't know how to relax, and I, my eyes just welled up, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like yeah. that's a weird thing where like your body doesn't know how to like chill or like clear your mind
2: and and it's a you know it's it's a habitual thing there there's mm-hmm. you know they say your adrenaline's pumping right well it, it really is if when when your adrenaline's on full tilt it's actually producing hormones yeah. that that can, can have an addictive quality and that's why there are people that will end up Um, in a workaholic state because they're getting something out of it even if they're complaining all the time they're getting something out of it and so I had to figure that out for myself and I had to relearn how to do things in a much more healthy way and I'm really really grateful for that experience because I now can truly have a life that is life-loving not just existing not just working um I've you know, I've figured out how to create a business model that actually feeds me rather than stealing from me.
1: And I guess that kind of goes in part, and we were kind of talking a little bit beforehand, how everyone just, like, if they're busy, 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 and they're working hard, then they'll achieve success. And it's like, so many people have that mindset. And it's, it, it's honestly not, not the truth, right? Right
2: it's really not, you know, I, I liken it to a hamster in a hamster wheel where that hamster is going and going and going on the wheel, but he's not getting anywhere. Mm. And you know, there's there's a lot of people out there that are building businesses and they're working really hard. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, this, this my clients, they're they're it's not for slacking. You know, it's it's not for yeah. not trying. Um, but But there's, there's this really interesting thing about picking the right activities to do, where you can get a tremendous amount more return on your time investment or your dollar investment, when you're really strategic and intentional about what you choose to do. And, and, especially in today's business culture where there's guru after guru after guru that's telling you, you absolutely must do this. And another one that's saying, you absolutely must do that. And another one that's saying, you absolutely must do, and saying, absolutely must do this. And you're bombarded with it yeah. all the time. It are at all- so you feel like you need to yeah. do it all. <laughs> right. And, and that's exactly what happens with people. And what, what I find and what I encourage people to do is to actually first step back and actually define what it is that you really want out of life and then build a business model that will help you get that. And I think a lot of people do that in reverse. They think that if they work yeah. really, really hard and hit yeah. some kind of financial pinnacle, which they often don't even define what that number is. Like at some point, I'm going to be happy um, because I've reached this certain level of financial success, but they haven't even defined what that level should be. And they just keep working and working and working and working. And they build this business where they have to work and work and work and work and work. I know. Um, so is you know, that what and you, don't get me wrong I, I I believe in working you know yeah. I I
1: I, oh, I put entrepreneurs in
2: work effort. hard but yeah um yeah. but but I don't think that you need to work yourself to death in order to have what you want
1: <laughs> exactly um now you kind of alluded to you know taking a step back and thinking about what it is that you truly want and what's really going to make you happy and the lifestyle is that what you mean by living your truth
2: yeah absolutely and there's there's a lot of people that are shitting themselves all over the yes. place. You know, I should oh do God. this and I should do that and I should do this and I should do that. And living in this world of guilt, which is not productive. It doesn't do you any bit of good to be shitting yourself. And there's also a number of people that will buy into a business in a box. You know, I'm going to go and buy this group program that has a blueprint to do A, B and C, or I'm going to go do this 12 step program and, and it's going to help me build the business that I want. But, and, and, and a number of those programs are fantastic if they match who you are. Yeah. So, um, would it can, can I give an example? Yeah. Oh my God. Totally. Okay. So I had a private client who is just, so brilliant at at what she does and when we first started talking uh, about possibly working together uh, I said okay you know tell me what's going on what what are the challenges that you have she's like Stephanie I used to be so good at sales and I haven't had a sale yet this year Hmm. and I'm stressing about it and my my husband is starting to ask me if I need to go get a job now this Mm -hmm. was July of the year that so, so there were seven months in a year that she hadn't had any sales and, and she was self-defeated. She wasn't believing in herself anymore. She was like, you know, people just don't want to work with me. Yeah. And, and so ultimately, um, she enrolled in, I, I have a pro- program called Money, Mindset, and Magnetism. And, and she enrolled into that program. And what we came to was that she had been in a mastermind with another expert who was teaching a sales process. And she had totally changed her once successful sales process mm. to match what this other coach was teaching because this other coach she she aspired to be like this other coach yeah. okay but, that coach and, and, for
1: him, but it's not gonna work for her
2: well and so what really happened was that there were elements of that sales process that felt manipulative to my client mm-hmm. and my client is a very um, straightforward person and so anytime she'd get to that phase of the sales process she'd balk because it just it didn't feel right to her and so she'd go through the motions she'd actually do step one step two step three but because her, in it she wasn't being true to what was real for her right her prospects felt that her prospects could tell something oh, was yeah. off. something was right and they wouldn't go with her and and so what we ended up doing in the program was this you know we looked at everything she had done with that other coach and there was some stuff that was really fantastic that really was in alignment with who she was as a person. There was visual branding that was awesome. There was some languaging that was really, really good. We didn't throw it all out. Mm-hmm. We just took the pieces that were truly in alignment with who we who she was and kept those and then tossed the stuff that wasn't in alignment with who she was. Because if if you're trying, you know, it's kind of like the that kid's um, toy where there's a bunch of different shapes and, and the kid has to learn how to take the square peg and put it in the square yeah. hole you know if you try to take the round one and put it in the square hole it doesn't yeah. matter how hard you hit that mallet <laughs> it's not going in it's just not going in and, and little kids learn that when they're toddlers right and, and it's the same type of thing with the things that we choose to do in our business and when you are true to yourself and when you um, when you admit what you really want you know, when you acknowledge and own what you really want in your business, which is different for everybody, and that's totally okay. Yeah, then it's so easy you to and, with
1: yourself, right?
2: Yeah, you know, because the other thing this client had going on is that the the coach that she had worked with before also made a good majority of her income from speaking from the stage, and that meant traveling all over the place. Where my client was a mom of a young son and didn't want to travel mm-hmm. all the time. So, but she was trying to force herself into that model because it was a model she saw someone having success with. So she had a conflict going on and she had what I called fear of success because if, if she was successful, she was going to spend more time away from her son, which is not what she wanted and more time away from her husband. And that's not what she wanted. It didn't match her truth. And so once she was acknowledging you know, here's what I really want. I want a business where I can go out and I can help businesses build really fabulous culture and strong leaders, but I want to do it in a way where I can be home at night the majority of the time and I'm not traveling all the time.
1: Yeah.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Now that you know what is your truth and what's really important to you and your value set, that's fantastic. Let's build a business model to make that happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's like and that feeling when the light bulb goes off or you just have that clarity, it's like, oh my God, you feel like the weight of the world's lifted from your shoulders.
2: Right. Right. Well, and, and there's so many people that don't feel that they have a right to actually say what they want. Yeah. You know, I I'm, I'm a great example of that. So I talked about workaholism and 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 how when I was in my corporate space, I was there all the doggone time. When I finally got real with myself, when I finally got honest with myself, I'm not a morning person. I I am a better functioning human being if the alarm doesn't wake me up if I wake up naturally. Yeah. And my natural my natural wake up time is about 7:30 8 o'clock in the morning, which is really late from a business standpoint, right? I know. I'm the the same way. I have a client that gets up at four thirty in the morning. I'm like, oh my goodness, I could not. you know that's and, and and he's a morning person. It works yeah. for him. And so once I got really clear that that's what I needed, I said, okay, if that's the case, and I really want to give my absolute best to my clients. I don't want to be foggy headed. I don't want to be distracted. And so I've set up a business model where I really don't start business until nine thirty, ten o'clock in the morning.
1: Yeah, um, And I do
2: other things. I do other things in the morning. I. I do self-care things in the morning. You know, I, I allow myself to wake up naturally. I meditate. I have a really, really healthy breakfast. Um, you know, I may read for fun. I do a lot of things that fill me up. Yeah. That take care of Stephanie so that when I hop on my first client conversation, I am totally full and can really, really give. And I'm not drained at the end of it.
1: And you know what? I think but what I had people... to claim
2: what I wanted with yeah. that joke. You know,
1: I had to claim it. And people feel like they're gonna be frowned upon or the world's gonna fall apart if they do create that time for themselves, like whether it's the morning or some other part of the day. Um, Perfect example, I just finally went back to the gym um, a month ago and before, like last year or whatever, it's like, no, I don't have the time. I have to like be there for my clients. Like, you know, I have to start work before nine o'clock and, and it's like, the world has not fallen apart because I've been at the gym for an hour every morning. <laughs> and, and I do start later and I feel so much better, like so much clarity focus. It's yeah, the world's not going to fall apart.
2: You know, and the, and the reverse of that is true. So for my clients, that that is that wakes up at four thirty in the morning I have to cringe thinking of that for my personality but for him it works really well but yeah. then he ends his day he ends his work day at about three thirty. yeah and past that time the you know the, the client has a number of children and and he, he's spending time with his wife he's spending time with his kids you know he's doing personal things later on you know he's yeah. still and and it all starts and and whether you have a brick and mortar business, or whether you're working out of your home, whether you have lots of employees, or whether it's, you know, you're a business of one, it all starts with you being really honest about what it is that you want to build. There's, there's not a right and wrong, there's a right and wrong for you.
1: That's true. And that's yeah, and the quicker you realize that, the quicker, you know, to success, not only for your own personal happiness, but but your business. So I know we were talking yeah. about how like we do obviously through these things that we've already talked about, stand in the way of our own success. From your experience, what other ways do we as entrepreneurs kind of stand in our own way?
2: The list is very, very long. I <laughs> List is long. So, so um, you know, one of them that, that I love talking about is what I call visibility blocks. And what a visibility block is, is essentially any subconscious thing that's going on in between your ears that you're not consciously aware of that's keeping you from being visible in your business. So that could look like perfectionism this has to be absolutely right before I release this book or before I release this new group program or before I release this new product. It could look like um, more literal visibility. Well, you know what? I'll do more videos in my business when I lose that last five pounds.
1: Ah, yes. (laughs)
2: right um (laughs) it, it it could be sound well you know I've been invited on a couple podcasts but I really don't like the sound of my voice so maybe that's not something I should do for 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 what I what I do to make it more visible right and so the trick here is there are some there are some choices we make in our business that are just sound business choices Okay. There's some because we can't do everything. We talked about that earlier. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: So we we want to make strategic choices in the activities that we take to get exposure for our business. But if there are things that you know you really ought to be doing, based on those strategic choices that you've made, that you're finding you're not doing, or you go to do and then you back off, and you go to try it again and you back off, you probably have a visibility block.
1: Yeah. And one
2: that I (laughs) have. I'm, yeah. not gonna, I'm not going to share it, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and what, I, what I'll tell you is that's not odd. Yeah. Um, every every single client I've ever worked with has visibility blocks. Every single colleague mm-hmm. that I've ever talked to about this kind of stuff has visibility blocks. Oh, yeah. I, I know people that are brand new in the business that have visibility blocks, and I know people that have a billion-dollar business. That have visibility blocks mm-hmm. because really it's it's those things that are going on in our subconscious and our subconscious is kind of like a three year old it's not logical okay <laughs> our, our subconscious is trying to keep us safe but safe equals what I already know so stepping outside of your already pre designed box is something your subconscious is going to say no that's not safe <laughs> that's not safe and so so anytime you're trying to go to that next level whatever that is. Okay. It, it could be a tiny step. It could be a big step. You're probably going to run into something. Yeah. And the reason that I share all of that is because there's a lot of people that start feeling bad if they self-sabotage. And I'm going to tell you everybody self-sabotage. Yes. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. falls down. It's just a matter of how do you respond to it when that happens? Don't self-bash. Don't judge. Just say, Hmm, okay, that's interesting. How do I work past that? Mm-hmm. That's a much more effective way to get through it faster rather than, Self-bashing or or something like that.
1: No, I totally agree. Um, and I guess, like part of this is and these tools and these changing your thought patterns. Would you say that's part of having your success mindset?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So the way that you view the world and the way that you view the possibilities around you, is all about your mindset. Um, so I. I give the example of the new car effect. So most people that have purchased a vehicle will, will find this phenomenon, this experience to have happened with them. So they go, they decide to buy a certain make and model of car and they drive it off the lot, or they've, they've been looking at buying it and all of a sudden they see that saddle all over the place. Like, you're just constantly seeing that same type of car everywhere around you all of a sudden. Yeah. And, and it's not that that car is all of a sudden selling more. Yeah. <laughs> it's that you, because the same amount is probably sold all along. What's happening is that you are more attuned. You are more tuned into that particular make and model. Therefore you're seeing it, even though it's been around you all the time. Yeah. And that's a mindset. Um, my my son and I have this game uh called the pink car. You know, you know, you don't think of pink cars, but now that I've said pink cars, I bet sometime within the next week or so you're going to see something that resembles a pink car on the road, because you're you and and it's freaky weird because it's worse yeah, every time we it. Um, it's it's all about what you are allowing yourself to see or not see. And sometimes that allowing is conscious and sometimes that yeah. allowing isn't conscious, but it's all around your mindset. And so uh, would it be helpful for me to share like a technique that you can try?
1: Yeah, I would love that.
2: Okay. So I call this the being versus doing uh, concept. When, when you start your day, you have the opportunity to respond to everything that comes your way in a myriad of different ways. Mm -hmm. If, if you are intentional about how you want to face your day, your results are going to be more positive. So um, you, a lot of people will just wake up and let their day happen to them. Yeah. What I'm suggesting is wake up, look at what you have going on and then choose specific characteristics that you want to embody within your day and practice it and see what happens. So an example of that is back when I first started my business, I knew I had to get out more. Um, with my corporate career, you know, I sold a lot, but I didn't have to prospect came to us. Yeah. With my new business. Now I've got it. I Stephanie have yeah. to get out there. So I did more, more networking, and I would rather have a rook canal than, uh, than go networking. It was like, networking is the last thing I really wanted to do. All right? yeah. but, but I was in a new, I mean, I was in a brand new community. I had moved, right? Yeah. So I didn't even know people. I've got to do something. I've got to get out there. And so I joined a couple different organizations that um, had some meaning to me but, that also had an element of networking involved. And I'd go, and I'd stand on the wall like you see, you know, fifth and sixth graders at their first school dance, you <laughs> so know, just standing there hoping somebody would come talk to me. And I did that a few times. I'm like, you know what, this, is, this isn't working. No. <laughs> this, this is not effective. Um, and then there was one day, I just like, you know, I bet there's other people there that are just – as uncomfortable as I am, totally. I can't be the only person in the room that is feeling this way. So, what if the next time I go, I seek out those people? <laughs> look for somebody that looks just as uncomfortable as I feel. <laughs> and what if, what if my goal is to just be welcoming and help them feel comfortable? Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about anybody else in the room. I'm going to find that one or two people that look as uncomfortable as I feel and try to make them feel better. Yeah. And so my state of being, I chose to be welcoming. I chose to be accepting. I chose to be empowering. I chose to be loving. Those were states of being that I chose to carry myself walking into that networking event. So if I'm going to be those things, if that's the version of Stephanie, that's going to show up at this networking meeting, but I can't just be standing on the wall waiting for somebody to come talk to me. Um, and so how I carried myself, literally my physical posture even changed and it worked like a charm and, and, and I've talked that technique to so many different, in fact, the people that I would talk to, they're like, Oh, you're so confident. I'm like, okay, let me, let me Uh let you in on a little thing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Here's what I'm really <laughs>
2: doing, <laughs> and then they try it, and it works for them. And yeah, and that can apply to your sales conversations. That can apply to your client conversations. That can apply to how you carry yourself when you do a video for your business. You know, and and it's it's a it's a mindset technique that's really easy that you can apply five minutes from now. It's just consciously saying. Who do I choose to be today? How do I choose to carry myself? What's the best version of me that can walk into this situation? And I want to emphasize that because I'm not, you know, there's some people out there that, that that will tell you to emulate somebody, right? I am not in any way, shape, or form trying to encourage you to force yourself to be like somebody else. Right. That would be so, you know, I am all about authenticity walking and living your own truth and owning your own brilliance because you are brilliant. Every single person that is listening to this show has their own version of brilliance and you're here for a reason. So I'm not at all telling you go out and be somebody else. What I am telling you is that each one of us has different versions of ourselves. We yes. have the anxious and anxious and fearful person when we're sitting in a sales conversation. Oh my gosh, I need to make money. I need to make the sale. I need to make this sale. I'm really anxious and nervous. Nobody wants to buy from someone that's anxious and nervous, right? So wow. what's the best version of you that you can be and then choose to, to practice being that. And what my clients find is that at first it's kind of uncomfortable and weird yeah. because usually we just let life happen to us. <laughs> but that over time it becomes really easy. And, and that person, that best version of them shows up more and more and more just as that's who they are now. Nice. And so that's one way that, that, you know, there's a lot of different mindset techniques, but that's one technique that, um, you know, like I said, you can do tomorrow. And, um, if, if anybody interested in listening, I have a workbook that can help you kind of figure those things out too. And yeah. it's just, it's a complimentary thing that I give out because I think it's so powerful and so easy that anybody can do it.
1: Yeah, no, it's these kinds of like, I just think mindset is huge and some people don't necessarily get it, but it's like, once you do some of those tricks, it's like, well, not really tricks, but exercises, it, it just, it not only does it affect you, but it affects the other people around you that you're interacting with. Right.
2: Right, right, exactly. Well, and, and I think the thing that a lot of people don't understand is that mindset can be learned. You know, some people yes, think, oh, well, yeah. that person's just blessed with, you know, just a really great outlook on life. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Mindset can be learned, you know, and, and seeing possibility can be learned. Um, it's just like any other. Thing that you have to learn how to do you know when when you were first learning addition as a kid and you had to learn three plus five you maybe held up three fingers on one hand and five fingers on another and counted one through eight and said oh three plus five is eight and you had to think about it you know you had to go through the effort and it yeah. was longer. but now if I ask most adults what three plus five was they'd say eight it's and they automatic. wouldn't even think about it yeah it'd be automatic And there's all kinds of things like that, that that we went through that took effort when we were children that are now completely effortless as adults. Walking. (laughs) Walking wasn't so easy for any of us when we first started that now for most of us is pretty easy. Um, And, and mindset is the same type of thing. And, and some people may seem like they come more naturally at it. That's just because maybe their parents had taught them stuff when they were younger. Right, but it's totally learnable. It's totally doable, and it actually the the more that you work on those, I I call it muscle memory. You know, the more that you work on that, the less effort it takes over time, and the happier you are.
1: Yeah, and the more again, not necessarily the more money, but the more successful you will be in achieving your your dream or your lifestyle or whatever it is that makes you happy.
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Perfect. Also, um, yeah, thanks. Amazing tips. Um, so how can people get that uh, worksheet that you were talking about? Yeah, Stephanie,
2: they, yeah, they can go to stephaniecallahancom slash B lowercase B lowercase E just B E. Oh, okay. Um, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a free sign up. You sign up for it and you'll get sent a PDF and it's a, it's a workbook. Um, and I will tell you that the, the, the workbook has the the easy exercises at the beginning and then it does dive into some deeper stuff that you may or may not know you've got going on. Um, (laughs) some people avoid that part. (laughs) Some people avoid that part and that's okay. You know, whatever you're ready for is, is all good, but it's, it's all there for you. And if, you know, if you decide that that's something you need support with, that's something that, that I'd be happy to do as well.
1: Perfect. And then, so how can people connect with you to learn how you can help them with their business, Stephanie?
2: My website is stephaniecallahan.com. And if any of this resonates with you, I, I would encourage you to sign up for my Profitable Life Loving Business Strategy Session. Um, I believe I believe that your business can be wildly profitable and still be fun. Yeah. Right. Um, and that you you are working to live not living to work
0: Um,
2: and and we just hop on the phone and what I promise you is that you're going to have some ahas through the conversation and we decide together whether it would make sense to work together or not sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't um Mm -hmm. I don't believe in heavy sales I believe in good fit
1: perfect yeah no it's um you definitely seem to connect well with people that's for sure Oh well, thank you. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on my show. Um, I don't know where the time went. <laughs> would, I think there were <laughs> topics that we thought we were gonna discuss and we didn't even get to it. I'll just have to have you back some other time.
2: <laughs> oh, well, I'd I'd love to come on. I'd love to come on. That's you know, time can go really fast.
1: I know. Awesome. So thank you so much again, Stephanie. And thank you listeners for taking part in um, this episode of sailing to success podcast. You of course can find this episode and other episodes, plus my videos and blogs at lindsayphillips.com. And if you want to find out more about my online support services to support your business, Um, through me and my team, you can go to ssonlinesupport.com. So until next time, folks, I wish you all a productive and profitable week. And may the winds always be at your back.
0: You've been listening to the Sailing to Success Podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.